Hey guys, I am David Snyder and welcome to A Complete Waste of Time, a podcast that explores uh, content creator uh, news and or information just to help uh, you know, bring people along as I, as I learn how to uh, engage with the uh, various platforms and their analytical uh, interfaces and, uh, and just really help uh, learn together what it means to be a content creator and how to get out there and how to engage and expand our audiences. But all of that aside, something that I feel really strongly about uh, is happening right now um, within the next month or two, and it has to do with net neutrality. First, let's get into what net neutrality is. And uh, and a little later, I'm going to try to debunk a couple of myths that I've heard while on the interwebs uh, within the content creator community, just to help clarify what net neutrality is and the importance of it. Instead of trying to reinvent the wheel here, I'm going to go ahead and just give you a quote from Wikipedia, because, you know, Wikipedia is the place to be, and it's always correct. Um, But... Wikipedia states that net neutrality is the principle that internet service providers must treat all data on the internet the same and not discriminate or charge differently by user content, website, platform, application, etc. So to boil it down, basic soup to nuts, uh, net neutrality is literally what it says. It's that the internet is going to be neutral. It's a neutral place for every single person who can access the internet to simply go and communicate and create and engage freely without the fear of discrimination, without the fear of being charged extra because they may agree or disagree with whatever political dogma. It's essentially a platform, a network throughout the world, a global network where human beings can go and be themselves without any fear, without any discrimination. Literally, it's a measure of free speech for everybody. And what it avoids is essentially what companies like Verizon, AT&T, and Comcast in recent years have been trying to take advantage of, uh, which is basically uh, throttling access or limiting access or cutting off access entirely in some cases to services and websites and applications that are not subscribed to their service specifically. From a corporation standpoint, from a business standpoint, if you had the ability to basically monitor and allow certain people into the gates of the internet, as you were, uh, and say, for example, what AT&T did, that the only people that were going to want to access FaceTime uh, would be those that are subscribed to our service, which is something that AT&T actually did and were fined by the FCC as a result. Uh, in another case, uh, Comcast uh, throttled down their internet service for specific applications. In one particular, uh, Verizon actually did this, where they they throttled down uh, both uh, access to uh, Netflix and YouTube um, because they simply disagreed with something or because they wanted Netflix to pay out more cash. It boils down to money, and this is what really gets my goat. It's all boiling down to money. People's freedom 
to express themselves freely without the fear of discrimination or being charged extra because they may agree or disagree with, with certain dogma. It is the fact that people are trying to make money and to force people to pay for the privilege of being themselves or and or accessing the internet, uh, certain web pages anyway, such as Google, Facebook, etc. I mean, you, you know, name whatever website you go to. There are some countries where net neutrality is just a dream. There are countries out there that charge people to access Facebook. They charge people to access Google. And uh, anywhere between $1 a month to $5 a month. And that might not seem like a huge deal, but for a lot of people, that is a gigantic deal. The entire world can be accessed through the Internet. It is literally a globalized network. If you were to say suddenly on an international level that you are now going to be charged to search on Google or to access your Facebook page, you are literally being limited in such a way that may or may not be detrimental with how you live your life, one, two, potentially how you earn your income. And let's say, for example, I I own a media business in central Pennsylvania. And for some reason, for some ungodly reason, the UN decides that net neutrality is a thing of the past. We need to regulate the internet out of, most likely they'll say it's out of the the interest of safety. Um, But, you know, let's just say they do that. Say, for your own protection, we are going to toss out the, uh, uh, the concept of net neutrality and we are going to start gutting, which is what they want to do here in a week or two, uh, gutting the, uh, the rules and the infrastructure of the FCC on the topic. Well, I own a media business that operates predominantly on social media. If I am not able to access Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube on a regular basis, my business is over. And there are a lot of people, especially millennials, that are in the same boat. The, the concept of net neutrality has been taken for granted for the most part. Uh, we, uh, we grew up with, I mean, I, I, I'm old enough that I remember life without the internet. And I remember how slow dial-up was and how much money that cost per month. And uh, just to access all the chat rooms, it was like 24 bucks a month through AOL. That was my, that was my first thing. I got my first email account through Juno. Uh, and that was a free email account. I just had advertisements on the, on, on the top of it. And I'm still kind of nostalgic toward that. Which, side note, complete side note, Juno and AOL both still exist. It, it amazes me. I, I visit their websites just to, just to feel nostalgic. Uh, but anyway, since, since then, since the creation of the Internet, since uh, Google and AltaVista and all these people began launching their search engines and, and the internet started taking form, uh, the entire flipping world is now dependent on accessibility and the freedom of communicating and 
and this is a huge one, the freedom to innovate. And, and when it comes to uh, innovation, when it comes to freedom of speech, when it comes to uh, requiring a free and open environment for creative types to really thrive, there is no generational group of people that can do that better than millennials. And millennials are dependent on the internet. And it's not a bad thing, guys. It isn't. There are some folks that think that you are missing out on traditional values. You are, you are abandoning uh, tradition and, and, and good, solid morals. Uh, and again, I'm not against tradition. I'm not against morality. I'm not against any of that. My goodness, I have, I have some of those myself. But it's, it's, not, it's not that millennials are abandoning uh, the old tried and true ways. The fact is that technology has advanced to such a degree that the way things are done before just simply are not the way things can be done now. Millennials require net neutrality specifically so that they can be free to be themselves, to be creative, and to innovate. Uh, and that is what it gives us. It gives us the ability to connect with one another, to create our content, to develop applications, and to, uh, and to toss it out there for the masses, in many cases open sourced, which helps millions and millions of people on the regular. Uh, and if you were to eliminate that, you were to eliminate net neutrality, you would literally be eliminating one of the biggest and the best wave of innovation that at least, I would say, the United States has seen within, oh my, within probably a century. So what does this mean for content creators? Uh, well, it's very simple. Imagine trying to, uh, to create your content, to engage with your audience, and your audience is not only limited to whatever charge it's going to cost them to view things on YouTube or to access on a monthly basis, but it's also going to limit your audiences. It's going to, as a result, it's going to constrict what it is you can create and how you create it. Literally, this is what net neutrality gives you. It gives you the freedom to use whatever equipment uh, you need to use to create the content that you desire to create. And that's it. It gives you the freedom to literally be yourself, to allow you to, to be free to create as your creative spirit is directing you. Um, and, and I think that's incredibly important. It's incredibly important. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's essentially what net neutrality gives us. And, and you know, I, and I kind of, I was hoping to dive into it, kind of pros and cons and uh, myths versus truths. But, you know, let's just put that all aside for a second, and let's just look at it practically. Eliminating net neutrality gives power to the government, more power to the government, to spy on us, to regulate who can access what and where and when. Uh, but, and this is really the driving force, It'll give major companies that have already tried to violate net neutrality, like Comcast, Verizon, uh, AT&T, uh, it, it'll give them the leverage they need to upcharge us to such a degree that we will not be able to say no. 
imagining being told that we're going to charge you $2 extra a month just to access your Facebook page on our smartphones. Because with a few tweaks, if you were to eliminate net neutrality, that's exactly what could happen. Well, if that happens, you can say, well, $2, that's, not, that's nothing. Yeah, sure. Well, think about it this way. If, let's say, there are, and I don't, I don't know exact numbers, but I, I think it's realistic to think that Verizon has about 50, eh, maybe not 50, maybe worldwide, Verizon could have maybe like 20 to, to 30 million people that use their services worldwide. What if half of them, 15 million, are on Facebook? That, I, I, these are just rough numbers. Will you charge each one of them two bucks to get onto the, to the Facebook app? What do you got? You got $30 million. That's a gigantic revenue stream just to allow them access to something that you currently have the ability to access for free. And that's why it's important. And, and the reason that I feel that the main reason the apps, no, right, so because you can talk about innovation all day long. You can talk about how important it is to millennials. You can tell uh, people until you're blue in the face the importance of not allowing uh, big government and corporate structures to uh, to try to uh, you know make as much money as possible at the expense of your privacy and the, at the expense of your freedom. But at the end of the day, what is the most important is the fact that when it comes to connectivity, when it comes to innovation, when it comes to creativity, when it comes to you as the content creator, as the consumer of content, when it comes to you, this is incredibly important because net neutrality makes it possible for you to be you on the internet, which by the way, the internet is now consuming every single area of life. Um, even churches are live streaming their sermons now. Uh, well, they're live streaming on social media. If you love your church but can't go, for example, for whatever reason, let's say you're sick, you're ill, or you're traveling, uh, or you're just really, really dog-tired because you're like me and you work 15-hour workdays, if you just can't make it to the, uh, to the church service and you're poor, let's say, and you can't afford the five bucks a month that go on Facebook. And again, these numbers are just rough numbers. These aren't actual numbers. Uh, but it's just, it's just to give an illustration uh, that you know, they, people could charge you to go on platforms that are currently free. Uh, you wouldn't be able to access the live stream because you don't have, you didn't pay, you didn't essentially pay for the privilege. Um, and that is, again, the worst case scenario. But guys, guys, when it comes to something as crucial and as important as net neutrality, before we can support the elimination of it, we have to consider the worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario looks dim indeed. And so that's basically my my podcast. That's basically what this episode is talking about net neutrality and the importance of it. We are going to be hearing back from the UN, I think here within a couple of weeks. Um, I don't have the actual uh, meeting time in front of me. I apologize. I did actually pull that up. 
uh, but I don't have it in front of me. Um, but uh, I do know that the FCC is being looked at um, on December 14th. Uh, the FCC has been the, uh, uh, the police that, that have been making sure and protecting uh, net neutrality uh, with the major corps that I talked about, Comcast, AT&T, Verizon. And they're the ones that, that issued the fines and stopped what they were doing, which was basically throttling access because, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, whether or not the people were subscribing to their service and, and they wanted to stop access to certain applications unless they were a member of their service or they just didn't like the company that was streaming and so they throttled the connectivity to that, to that streaming service, like Netflix. Um, and so, uh, so that's basically it. So guys, comment. Let me know. Tell me what you think. You can tell me what you think uh, by going to my website, IamDavidSnyder.com. You are also able to uh, go to my Facebook page. Again, I am David Snyder on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to post the link to this and uh, uh, to this podcast. Comment on it. Let me know what you think. Uh, and you can also go to any of my platforms. I'm on YouTube as David Snyder. If you type in I am David Snyder on YouTube, you'll find me. Uh, I'm on the Snacked app as well, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, I am David Snyder on, on, on everything. Uh, so feel free to shoot me a message. I'd love to hear, you, hear your thoughts on it. And who knows, I'll, you know, if I get enough comments, if I get some people talking, we can continue this dialogue on net neutrality and what people think uh, on the podcast. So, But guys, thank you so much for, for making it this far. This is the third episode of this podcast. I'm hoping to... Uh, to really dive into it and, and improve it. It's also my first podcast, and so I appreciate your patience with me as I'm learning the format and as I'm figuring out what to do. Uh, and again, I'm a content creator. Um, I am not a paid content creator at present. To be in full, you know, to be honest, in full disclosure, um, I created this podcast to basically uh, live out my one of my favorite quotes, which is, "We preach best." what we need to learn most. And I am learning. I am definitely learning the ins and outs of content creation and how to expand my audience and how to engage with my audience and have them engage with me. And, and the whole point of this podcast is to share what I learn as I learn it. And, uh, and based on your inter interaction with me on this podcast, we get to learn, you know, together. And, uh, and help promote one another. Uh, as a small little plug, one of the things along the same DNA or the same venue as uh, trying to promote other uh, content creators, I am starting at the beginning of the year a YouTube series called Media Shoutouts, hashtag Media Shoutouts. And uh, basically what it's going to be is once a week I'm going to find and discover content creators who are not necessarily well-known, but they have solid content, they have potential, and they're going for it. They're gunning for it. Uh, and I'm going to showcase their work, and I'm going to promote them. And so it's basically going to be a content creator promotion series. I'm calling it Media Shoutouts. It's going to start on January, uh, the first week of January. I believe it is. Let me just pull that up real quick. Um, yeah, my first episode will be on January 6th. I'm going to try to do it every Saturday morning. Uh, probably around 10 a.m. is when I will post it. 
Uh, I'm filming all of those right now. We have five selected, five people that are brilliant. Uh, one of them is a gamer that we're going to promote on YouTube. Uh, a couple of them are on Instagram that I really like, just really funny, funny people. And on the Snacked app, there's a couple of people that, that vlog and just do a really good job on, as far as vlogging is concerned on the Snacked app. So we'll promote them as well. Uh, but, but hey, maybe one of these days we'll promote you. So go ahead and go to my YouTube page, like and subscribe. And uh, let me know you exist and so I can find you. And uh, if you're creating content, my goodness, I'd love to promote you and engage with what you got. And, and uh, hopefully you feel inclined to do the same. Awesome, guys. Well, have a great night. And until next week, hopefully you do not find this podcast a complete waste of time. Good night.